looked at each other and we were like, I fucking love being black, man. Yeah. <laughs> And welcome back to Chids and Giggles. Today is another episode of Chid Chat. Chid Chat. Da, 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 da. Maybe I need to have like a theme song for it. I feel like. You want me to do one? Chid Chat. Chid Chat. Here to chat some shit. Yeah. Chid Chat. Chid Chat. Shits and Giggles. Chid Chat. Chid Chat. Please no. <laughs> okay. And I'm joined by a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? It's the one, the only, I might be third, but I'm definitely the best. <laughs> it's Melina. <laughs> um, Melina, how do we know each other? What, who even are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. So I am a little girl from Camden Town. And you know me from that school we went to up in Highgate. <laughs> Um, you've known me since my kilt was doing Higga oh Hagga Wonky Wonky. <laughs> <laughs> and since I've been doing, please, sir, I don't have my oh voice my on God. the bus. Please, sir, can you let me on? <laughs> I was just like, stop losing your Easter card, babe. No, the thing is, I lost it, yeah, and then I wouldn't get a replacement for months. Yeah, why? wasn't that just so stressful every day no one I I think I can count how many times a bus driver told me I couldn't get on the bus yeah to be fair and there was always that really nice 214 driver as well and I feel like he just he must have thought I was really going through some hard times or something (laughs) look at her kilt that ponytail I had with like three strands of hair begging to get on the bus they were just like no nah, she's, she's struggling in it. because like, oh. no but there are some bus drivers who can actually they can be dickheads yeah, like, yeah they would not even care if you're a year seven girl crying they will they just are there for the power trip they are and those are the same people who become security guards at clubs oh my goodness it's the same energy it's the same energy. it's and actually the same energy police officers i'm just sorry to get topical with it we're topical. I feel like the energy in this episode is so different to last week's episode where I just had my heart on my literal sleeve and now it's like, um, and I kind of want it to be like that. Like this episode, we're just going to talk about being black, black, blackity, black, 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 black. How actually amazing it is because right now it's a lot. How are you feeling now? I feel like, you know how you were saying your last episode was like very heartfelt and emotional and I think, and you want this to be lighter, I'm starting to feel people trying to pull through with that lightness and I think one of the best things about the black community is like we can be going through the toughest shit in the world and we will still be cracking jokes and laughing and we'll find like lightness through it and I think that's what I really struggled with in the beginning was like getting on Twitter and I go to Twitter to laugh yeah (laughs) it's my app that I go to when I've had a hard day I get in my bed I kick my shoes off and I log onto Twitter and I laugh and I couldn't believe like I was waiting for someone even just prematurely to make a little joke yeah but it took like I remember and I know it sounds so dumb but I remember the first like time I laughed during this whole period on Twitter and I'm not even joking what was it what was the tweet? 
I can't remember the tweet, yeah? Because since then I've laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I remember the moment when I laughed and I was like, ah, oh, it was definitely like, I think it was something like, um, I think it either had something to do with the Cowboys or like a, it was a re- reaction tweet to an actual tweet because those can sometimes be the funniest. Those, yeah. I loved the Cowboys though. What was that about? <laughs> Houston, Texas, pull up, honey. <laughs> I was going to say, um, what reiterating what you said about finding joy in even like the saddest things. And that's such a, that's such a strength because there's, if you don't laugh, you cry and you cry and you cry and it's good to cry. It is good to cry yeah. and it's good to be emotional. And it's good to be angry as well, but shit, we need to live as well. So yeah. laughing. I just like the story that you had at the protest that you went to. Um, do you want me to share it? Yeah. Is that a little segue? <laughs> yeah, I, I quite like that. <laughs> <clears throat> Which, so I have two. Oh, go on, say both. So that we were doing the chant, Boris is a racist, Boris, Boris is, is a racist. racist, Boris, is, Boris a racist. is a racist. And obviously, listeners, you can't see me, but there was this auntie like dressed in red to the right of me and I could just see her dancing as rhythmically <laughs> as ever to every single beat of that chant like she felt that shit in her soul and it was just like one of those moments where I was like y'all I fucking me and Rajisha were like I went with Rajisha and we both looked at each other and we were like I fucking love being black man yeah <laughs> and then we had um in the crowd like on this is such a random segue but on the opposite side, there was traffic, and you could sometimes tell when someone in the car was racist by the way that they were looking <laughs> at the protesters. <laughs> I just had to tell if anyone happens to be listening to this and you want to be like driving by any of the protests, like honk your horn, give us a little smile, give us a little wave, because or else I'm going to assume that you are fucking racist because some of you looked mad, you know? Some of you looked actually mad. But um, in the opposite, uh, in the like traffic, these two black boys got out and were just like dancing in between these cars to literally no music, like the beat of the, again, of the chants. And I was just like, this is the black energy that I love, mm. that no matter how much you try to steal our culture, you can never encapsulate. And that's on period. <laughs> energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I was actually waiting for like the Twitter jokes. Not really. I don't know. I, I, I was having the same feeling as well. I was scrolling through Twitter and I was just like, this is everywhere. And it's on every social media mm-hmm. app. And do you know what? That's so good. Cause I feel like for once, yeah. the first time in ever, everyone's talking about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's topical and it's, big and people are getting on board and companies are saying stuff big companies are saying stuff it's wild yes. so it was it, it, it was a lot to consume as a black person just yeah. being like oh okay that's there's there's so much it was really overwhelming but yeah and the uk media just want to slap madden in the can's face it, as so like i remember when back in our kilt days when yeah. you know top of um before you start getting up to Highgate by Tesco, by Highgate? <laughs> Highgate, English, common English, I, I don't know. <laughs> up to Highgate, and I don't, I don't know who it was. And I said, she's dead, you know, 
from then from then I said I said to everyone she's dead <laughs> I said well you want to tell me this girl's been dead at this point it would have been nearly 10 years and that she's alive and the person looked at me I, I, I don't remember who it is but they said you can't say that and now yeah we're trying to we're trying to start a revolution and you want to bring up this girl sorry R.I.P. and sorry to her family but now's not the time <laughs> it's actually horrible it's actually horrible. And they don't care that they're being so transparent about it. They're being so, so transparent about Like, we can see what you're doing. Yeah. It's so well, obvious. We literally said, we said Black Lives Matter. And you said, here's this white little blonde girl. Please care about her. Please turn your attention. I did that. I cared, I cared about her like 10, 30 literally. years ago. Now it's about us. Let us have our time for the first time, like, in ever. <laughs> you don't want to always be posting up about MLK. Well, this is exactly the kind of shits that he was down for. Exactly. Yeah? Exactly. Um, I just, when I saw that, I was like, please get... And then, <laughs> Piers Morgan is the one getting on TV saying, oh, if it was little black girls, would you care? And I just thought to myself, oh, what is this world coming to? No, no, no. Lock 2020 no. off. I've agreed with this man too much. Yeah, it's stressing me out. I I always think, though, anytime I agree with him, I'm not going to be one of those people that tweet loudly like, oh, my God, I don't normally agree with him, but he's got a point. But shut up, please, please. He he still said all the other racist, transphobic, homophobic crap that he said. So let's not forget that, Piers, please. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Ooh! Why twice? Because you know how it's 24 hours in one day? So, like, at one point, if my clock 3.32, it'll be 3.32 p.m., 3.32 a.m. Oh, yeah. my gosh! Yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. I don't even had to ask that. Do you know what? I'm jumping in and cutting off into a completely different tangent. So to everyone who's listening, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to follow my brain paths because this is what it's like. um, Do you know one thing, speaking of, I love about being black and about being raised by African parents is since moving, like my uni mates, they always be like, where do you get these sayings from? Like, you can't lead, um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. What is it? Show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Birds of a feather flock together. Flock together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! And they'll be like, "Where'd you get that from?" And I'll be like, "My mum, gee, like only my mum and my dad." Every I used to hate getting in trouble, and it would all be in riddles. It's just like, oh my god, the amount. My dad loves to speak in riddles, though. That's his favorite thing. (laughs) Even till now, even when he's not even telling us off, he'll just be like. One of the things he was saying recently about um, mm. us three, us older three, he was like, these people are telling me my daughters are ready to marry. I've got three <laughs> ripe apples on a tree. But can you <laughs> these apples from the tree? Are you able to... And I was just like, fucking hell, man. This it used to be so annoying when you were getting told off, though, because you just have to stand there. Mm. You know that meme where they're doing the, um, <laughs> she's doing the maths and she can't keep up? Maths, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, how is this related? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean. 
And I think the worst one is, yeah, it's some of these riddles and some of these, like, <clears throat> what's that thing in the Bible that starts with the P that's in the Old Testament? Psalms. Mm-hmm. Pa- parables. All these parables. Oh, parables. They have some... <laughs> this is how I know you have not cracked open a Bible. In <laughs> I, said, I said New Testament and you said Psalms, Jinnama. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> no, honestly. And we went to Catholic school as well, so... No, Catholic school couldn't save me. Yeah, well, it couldn't save a lot of us. That's a, that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> so gonna be that parent to my kid like i even want to get my african accent on point so that at parents evening i can speak to them in an african accent in front of them yeah yeah and i want to have all of the riddles but i think the funniest thing about being told off with the riddles and the parables and these sayings is when they get like they're they're literally in the middle of a stream really serious and they fuck up a word or something and you're just there and like you're like don't laugh because you're gonna get another (laughs) smack to the face (laughs) Oh, and they keep coming back to this one word, and it's like you struggle. You really struggle with it. Why can't you? Why can't you leave it? Okay. <laughs> oh, when they're stuttering so much because they're so pissed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what a tweet that I saw? Not I don't remember when it was that I saw it, but they were like, "If I had known that my last beating was going to be my last beating." I don't even know what I would have done. Because I actually like, can't even remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. Neither. But to be honest with you, we would have done fuck all. Because literally, what, what, what would have you done? <laughs> like, you know, if you I, did I anything, it wouldn't be your last beating. <laughs> <laughs> it was... But the thing is, I, I feel like a, it's really weird and I feel like this really links again to that whole like joy through pain thing. But when you ever talk to other African people about being raised by Africans and the banter we make, yeah, people, especially social services, must be listening. Like, <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> they must be like, are you okay? Like, do you need help? <laughs> to be fair, not that I'm going to smack my kids, but I have seen what happens when you haven't smacked your kids. And let's just say it's quite <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I, I don't think I will as well. Like, I just, I don't really think it's, it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary, but when you're younger, you'll get that, like, free little tap on your on Oh, your the three little, if you're touching yeah. something hot and stuff. Did yeah. you ever have to have a leash when you were younger? You see, this is the kind of shit I can't get behind. What? Are, am I a dog? I had one. <laughs> oh my god, shit. Do you know what? That makes so much sense. Knowing you were a person, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I think I've seen a picture of it as well. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. And I swear to God, this isn't even a lie. Once I was in Hampstead Heath, Mm. I swear to God, I saw a baby on the baby leash and the dog wasn't on a leash. (laughs) (laughs) And they had a small baby in the, in like a carrier on the front. And I was just like, what? I wish I took a picture because it sounds like I'm making shit up, but I swear to God. And I couldn't stop laughing. So I was like, what, what is going on? 
do you have do you ever have those moments where it's like with white people where it's just like i thought this was just stuff that we make jokes about on the internet <laughs> and you do it in real life i had a moment like that and i almost don't want to say because i don't want to bait the person out <clears throat> oh my god say it now so let's just say i'm gonna try and make this as un as ambiguous as possible i'm gonna know you won't though i'll tell you after air but you won't actually and i'm acting oh. like this these people will ever well one person might listen to it and i don't want oh to think I'm a bitch. But, um it's not it's not who you're thinking i can kind of tell who you're thinking it is it's, it's not that okay you, you you haven't met them at all okay so it's like someone that i was traveling with came to london and we all went out as like a group so this boy who lives in london and these like other girls who live in the same place came down and we went to a bar and when she started dancing it was all just this like just hair it was it was all head and hair and like like this and i and i looked i've seen bad dancing before and i'm not the best dancer either but I looked at her and I joined, you know, when you see someone doing something funny, so you join in because you think, oh, obviously you're joking in it. Yeah. And she keeps going. And then I'm like, wait, I, I thought that was just what we said on, you know, that thing of Scarlett Johansson doing that? Yeah. I thought that was just a joke we made on Twitter. And then I looked at her and I was like, but you know, this is what was wild. Yeah. Other white men were looking at her like, they're ready to devour. And I was like, it's for this that, that you'll lose your mind over. Y'all need to have each other because I can't be involved in this weird mess. <laughs> it's worse when they think they're doing really well. Oh, but I've been there. Like, I'm honestly, I'm not the best dancer myself either. And when I've had a drink, I think I'm doing bits of the dance. Yeah. I think I'm doing really well. I've got great confidence. And maybe that's what, that's what presents itself, the confidence. Maybe. But I feel like as I've gotten older, I know that i'm not a good dancer so even if i'm i have to be like really drunk not to give a f- yeah exactly but at least we've got like rhythm so yeah whether or not you're good is not not important because at least you can move in time to the music so you can kind of pretend you're good do you know what though on my birthday i've that there's some videos i'm gonna try to get them sent to you now i'm gonna show you because you never need to possess them ah! what? i have like no there's I'm kind of hitting some sort of rhythm, but it's like my body is so jerky. I have no control of my body anymore. I look, I don't know if this is, if this is bad to say on the podcast. No, say it. No, wait. If it's really bad. Okay. I kind of look like, you know, my big fat gypsy wedding. And like, like, big heart, big love to all of our, do you call them travellers? Travellers. Yeah. Big love to the traveller community. That I'm sure that documentary, as they do, they do us all dirty like that in documentaries, but I kind of looked a little bit like that. <laughs> a mixture of that and a fish out of water. <laughs> the way her hips were just jerky, like they were jerky. They needed oil or yeah. something. <laughs> needed to loosen. I want to be like, relax, babe. Relax. Honestly, like, but then again, who am I to talk? I'm like I've said time and time again. I'm dancer. not the best dancer. I can moonwalk. I can twerk. I can run, <laughs> and then that's it. Stop with the bloody moonwalking every single time. <laughs> I'll look on one of your housemates' Instagram stories, and you're moonwalking. 
on to the next one. You're still moonwalking. The next you know girl's like, guess what? She's moonwalking. <laughs> it might be one of my proudest accomplishments. I can't, I can't lie. I can't lie. So what apparently- I really wanted to learn was twerking properly. Twerking, learn how to actually do it. And you know the one where you gyrate your bum to the beat, like you can really control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I really want to do. But I don't know how I'm going to... I mean, I'm furloughed now, so I guess that's my next next project. We can do Zoom twerk classes because I haven't been trying to learn that. And the ones where you do it on the the floor and shit. Yeah. Uncle William, as a producer likes to call him, is in for a fucking little treat, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Another thing I like about... Oh my god! I I'm forgetting that this is a podcast that's going out on air, and this just isn't a conversation between us. I'm so cut all of that out. I'm taking it to a really dirty extreme, whereas you could have just been like just twerking for him. Whereas I was thinking about. Yeah, but I think we both know what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Let's just just cut out. Just cut all of that out. Who even? I might keep that in. Shit, like. Look how stressed you look. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another thing that I love about being black Mm. and that I've really appreciated this lockdown, actually, is my hair. Yes. I feel like I know you can relate to that as well because we were talking about our hair recently. I just, I loved having my natural hair out, even Mm. though, okay, my natural hair is really thin. It's not as thick. My sister's x is really big and so mm-hmm. nice and iffies and all of that stuff or shaved her head but like which i love is, by the way it's so so nice and it suits her so much but i just feel like mine is so thin it almost looks mm-hmm. like i've relaxed it but like relaxed it wrong <laughs> <laughs> I've relaxed it and it's just yeah so even still with that i've been loving doing it right now it's in braids and my mum mm. did it but I just I love, love the versatility. Reasons. Thanks, babes. Even though I'm a silhouette right now. I just love the versatility of it. Mm-hmm. Preach away. Preach away. I like, though, your thickness of your hair. Because sometimes when I do braids, the first couple of days, I'm like, I'm bold. I look <laughs> like a bold fucking bitch. And I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Every time, especially when I get the small braids, which I love. But the first two days is really humbling. Mm. It actually is because I'm like, okay, so you've got three strands of braids in your hair. So I hate that. You don't have that issue. To be honest, I feel like this is something that we. I think we all have insecurity. No, I'm joking. But honestly, I think as people, and especially as women, we have a tendency to over-exaggerate things in our head, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think you see it, I see you've just got your hair done and then you see it as like, you've got like a couple strands coming out of your head. Yeah. Just different, different perspectives. Mm. Um, but I agree with the whole, with the, the, as I don't know if anyone knows, but I've been on this natural hair journey hype for fuck for so long now. Yeah. For so long. I did the big chop unwillingly. My big sister forced me to do it. I don't know if I've ever told you the story. 
this was back in six, six I'm at home. Let me set the scene. Six form. Okay. We've just come from an all-girls school. <laughs> yeah, go on. We've just um, come from an all-girls school. Suddenly, my and I are about, you know, we're starting to look cute. I'm starting to learn how to do my makeup and put an effort into everything. I think I even started, like, learning how to do my edges again. Oh, shit. Like, boom. Getting my nails done. Boom. I don't know why I started cutting my hair myself, but I read something that if you trim your hair, it helps it grow faster. I did, I messed up the back of my hair. My sister took one look at it. She came, she actually came to do my hair to do braids and then she did me dirty instead. She got scissors. Chin, mom, what? And I tell you, I couldn't put my hair in a ponytail. <laughs> what did she do? Did she cut it all off. She was like, she was like, this is all a mess. She was like, your hair's all a mess. She was like, why have you cut it like this? She was like, I'm going to have to cut it all to one even length and it will grow again. She cut... I didn't know what to do for. I was like, so what do I how do? How did for? I never know? How short was it? It was like it was so like as in I can't even. It was I couldn't put my hair into when I put my hair into a ponytail. That ponytail it had. I'm, I'm not even joking. It, it was like this. <laughs> this was a ponytail. It was. It was for, a for the listeners. It's like the the size of your thumb, the top of your thumb. <laughs> 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 that is so sad. And then she did that thing where you, um, like, she just did an attachment piece. Because I was like, I'm not going to school like this. You're not sending me to school <laughs> like this. That's so sad. I think uh, that's, that's longer than I thought. I thought, like, she went low, low, low. Yeah. For like, me, it was low. Yeah, that is quite sad. I was... But then my hair grew. I've never had issues with the back of my hair. I'm very happy with what my hair looks. Not for the listeners who can't see it. It's been in a bun. <laughs> For the past, I don't actually want to say how many days. Mm. Well, actually, probably for the past two days, and I haven't brushed or anything. The front of my hair is doing like, foof. Just yeah, but I think we need to normalize black hair. Yeah, in I, all yeah. its forms, like not even like I don't want to lay my edges, and not because I don't want to. Actually, let me be honest. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> It never stays and it never looks good. So you need gorilla glue, babe. And if, like, for instance, when I've been going to the marches and stuff, I've been spraying a bit of my got to be just very gently on my edges to hold it, like to give it some extra hold. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with what you were saying, a hundred percent. Yeah, like when white people put their hair in like a messy bun or a messy ponytail. We don't say anything about their flyways. They get to just walk around with their messy... And actually, it's a look. It's a hairstyle. Yeah. So we can just... We should be able to put our hair in a poof. Yeah. And let the edges go. Like, yeah. shit. I'm just going down to Sainsbury's. Why do I need to lay my edges? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Normalised black girl hair. Woo-hoo! I'm black girl. I stand by that. And just as a little tidbit, something... I have literally had the same thought. And something I think is like that kind of like look, the scraggly bedhead hair is so romanticized in films and in movies and in the media. But when a black girl, yeah, comes out with her natural hair, she's going for it. If you watch How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal, any of those shows, I know Annalise Keaton's (laughs) going for a rough patch when she's off her wig. That's how I know. Oh my god! And she's always bloody going through it. I couldn't. I couldn't watch that show. She was always going through it. It was too. That much. might be the tweet that made me laugh. And <laughs> it should be called Annalise Keating and her wayward um, <laughs> students. 
That is, whoever made that tweet, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so right though. But even when it's like little black girls that haven't had their edges laid, they're little kids. Why yeah. should their edges be laid? Yeah. Who cares? Surely no one cares. No, but... Then it's neglect and it's, oh my goodness, it's... Yeah. Yeah. People do care. And actually, funnily enough, I don't know if this is going to be a controversial opinion. Oh! But her, I think black people care more. White people don't know what my husband to look like. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? No, it's true. When I went to... Oh, seriously, you are so right. No, continue what you say. When I went to New Zealand, if you guys had seen the way that my hair looks when I was out there, you, you would have you called the police on me. Oh, my goodness melina when i went to fortismere and that was sick form and to be honest that probably wasn't even because i was letting myself go i don't even know what i was 16 before i was, I was, I was young <laughs> i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> but my hair was a mess that is why people always drag you know those kids that grew up in like black kids that grew up in like white yeah hair. yeah because <laughs> they've never been told <laughs> About their hair. <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny. It's, like, it's actually quite sad. <laughs> also, they're, they're mad ashy as well. And personally, me, that's not something I can get behind. No. I can't even be ashy going into an exam. If I look at my hands and I see a slight that's bit of lightness. That's distracting. That's so it's distracting. It's so distracting. <laughs> Do you know, it's the bit. It's... What? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. It's that little bit from between your thumb and your pointer finger. That little crevice, if that is dry, just it's like, go and cream hands. your hands right now. <laughs> go and cream your hands, do it. <laughs> yeah. That bit just, even when I go to bed, I have to do especially that bit because I wouldn't be able to sleep. It just makes me upset. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going for, like, even if I'm going through it, why do my hands, like, need to be going through it too? It's just, I don't know, it's really, that just really, I've had the hair thing for sure, I've gone out, I've let my hair be, that hair needed to be done, fight, and people still coming up to me being like, I love your hair, and I would just laugh, because, and then I would like, FaceTime Reg and Tiffany, and they'd be like, when are you going to redo your hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when are you taking out your, um, <laughs> your braids? <laughs> Another thing that I love, though, is creaming oh being born into a culture where you cream every day and you wash your legs <laughs> <laughs> that was such a that was honestly the weirdest debate thing that i've ever seen on twitter and there's some weird ones because i was like what are you doing in the shower if you're only you're already yeah. in the shower. You're already there. Just go yeah. the whole mile. Just do it all. Do it. But also, it's another thing of, I want to tell people, social media isn't your personal diary. You don't actually have to come and confess everything. I don't know who started that, but I, feel, I bet they feel so embarrassed. You did not have to come and tell me that you only wash, like, literally. What you said to me is, I only, wash two, I only think I need to wash two-thirds of my body. Do you know how, do you know how much of your, your body, your legs are? Yeah. And where do you stop? Is it below the knee, above the knee? Like, when... What, what yeah. do you consider your legs? I think it's the idea, and was it um, Taylor Swift who said this, where it just all trickles down? Do you know what else trickles down? Sweat. <laughs> Dirt. 
that also trickles down and that also needs to be washed off your actual body someone said what about your feet like the soles of your feet that smell and they're like oh no i do my feet it to me that's just that's just mad that you would actually like go to you so you what you have me wash and you go to your knees and then you skip and go that right to your feet. So do you know what I think? Either you're absolutely insane and crazy <laughs> or you're lying and you don't do your feet. You just wanted to save face. And be like, <laughs> 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 if someone asked you in that moment and you're like, shit, my feet actually stink. <laughs> Maybe I should wash my feet. So you're like, yeah, obviously, uh, of course I wash my feet. <laughs> but you don't. <laughs> Because that one you know is dirty, so that one you can't yeah, lie about. Literally. Honestly. But no, back to creaming. I love I love creaming. I hate looking at myself and seeing myself be ashy. Yeah. It's actually a disgrace to my ancestors. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much, kids. I saw on Twitter, oh my god, this black guy tweeted being like, um, a white woman just told me my hands are dry. Nah, nah. That means if he rubbed them together, he would have started a fire. So <laughs> someone, to, for someone who is white to look at you and say your your hands are dry, you need to go and dip your hands in olive oil for twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. No, but do you remember speaking of that? Do you remember going to like primary school? <laughs> And looking like your mum had dipped your face in oil. No. Because the way my mum used to cream mm-hmm. my face was <laughs> excessive. Now we're talking about two ends of the spectrum where you're going too extreme. And it's just yeah. not necessary. We don't yeah. have to be that shiny. Oh, the thing is, <laughs> the whole experience with my mum washing and sometimes, yeah, the way she would be washing me, putting cream on me, I'd be like do you love me because why is everything with such like even the way you're turning my body to cream my back to cream my like every everything's done I completely agree with that such force why why is it (laughs) when I do it to myself now it's for so much love I was like why couldn't you put that love into cream with me no Mel sometimes I do it with so much force Maybe, maybe it's just like ingrained <laughs> in my psyche <laughs> but like i i don't know why who i'm racing i don't know why i'm going that quickly but it is a slap 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 and um rubbing slap rubbing it's really yeah it's a I lot can't. that's why i'm late to everything if you really <laughs> want to know the reason that i'm late it's because i took too long in the shower no the reasons i'm late are oh but hold on this is something else i love about black people i love that all black people are late so i don't have to feel guilty about being late <laughs> You no, know I mean, I like know. It's sad for the white person in our group. That's <laughs> waiting. <laughs> to be fair, the one, the one white we have left in our friendship group <laughs> is late, anyways. So. That what? Yeah. To be fair, that is true. <laughs> I love it because I feel I want I want people people who don't suffer from this disease of lateness. I want you to understand, and I we say this all the time. I don't enjoy being late. I. And pan and if suddenly like as soon as I'm late, everything starts going wrong. I-, I can't find my keys. I can't find this thing I need to put in my bag. My fridge isn't closing. I I've lost my one sock. I can't find the hoop earring that I need. I can't find my lip gloss. Like everything suddenly just Completely. I look at my phone and it was on hundred percent and now it's on twenty three. Like, everything starts going wrong. 
it's so true and, it, and then the journey is so bloody stressful because mm. everything also goes wrong on the journey yeah, as well exactly. suddenly the bus is on diversion and you're going yeah. through the whole of london before you get to your destination <laughs> it's actually so stressful and you sit on the bus and anytime someone presses the bell you're like ah! fuck you how dare you be on this bus while i'm late <laughs> How fucking selfish are you to press the bell <laughs> and get off the bus at your stop when no, I'm late? The one that really gets me is the bus drivers when they stop. And the bus was empty, nobody rang. Why are you doing your Why due diligence in your job? Because when I'm running, <laughs> when you see me running for that bus, you'll drive off. Yeah. Now no one's here at this stop. You want to stop and no one Literally. ding the bell. Get out of my face. Oh my God. The worst is when it stops and opens the door and the um, announcement goes, this bus will wait a short while to regulate the service or some shit like that. And you actually at that moment want to cry, but then you yes. remember how long it yes. takes you to do, took you to do your makeup and you're like, respect yourself. <laughs> yes. 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 And you know what else is bad is this thing that I've also noticed all black people do. You'll look at the time. Yeah. So someone will be like, oh, how far are you? I look. <laughs> I know. I really know I'm 15 minutes away, but in my mind, I half it and I say something like seven. I'll say something like, oh, I'm just seven, seven, maybe ten minutes. I know I'm going to be there in 20 minutes. I've started, my whole thing now is just being very honest about the fact that I will be late. Yeah. Softening the blow, as it were. But you've I been think on with, time. I've been quite good recently because of the fact that I have nothing to do. So, and also because, yeah, mo- most of the time, if we're going to meet, meet up, that's my whole day. So I'm sitting there waiting to get ready <laughs> and then get ready slowly and enjoy myself. And then I'm waiting to leave. And then I leave. Like it's, it's cause I don't have anything to do. That's the reason I'm, I've been on time recently, but no, I don't know why I'm late most times, especially when you, especially when you actually have been relaxing and watching TV and then you get up and you're like, Oh shit, I've only got an hour to get ready. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just callousness. I, I'm so sorry to the people that I have, stood up for a while because i did not like it when you guys were late and i was sitting in the park oh, oh my one being called out <laughs> i was what? lying in the back in the park like so this is how people feel this I'm is how i make so people sorry. feel <laughs> and no, even then i lied. yeah even you- then i lied i said oh I don't remember what ta- i think i panic and i just want the person to feel better for a yeah. moment so yeah. I lie, even though it's going to feel so bad when it's seven minutes and I'm not here. Are you, exactly. Or I'll be like, oh my God, I did this to Will all the time when he used to live in London. He used to live literally two stops on the overground away from me. So it was mm. really close. So I knew I could get there quite quickly, but I would over, I'd always overestimate how quickly yeah. it would be. Yeah. So yeah. I'd, oh, he'd, and he'd be like, oh, I'm at the station. Where are you? And I haven't even left my house yet. So I'd say, to lessen the blow, I'd be like, I'm on the platform. Because I know that I can get to the platform really quickly, but I don't I'm... want to tell him. <laughs> I don't want to say, oh, I'm still upstairs in my house. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I'm at the platform. Or if I'm on the um, train, if I've just gone on the train, I'd be like, getting off the next stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it just feels nicer. It does. I know exactly what you... Do you know what I know? <laughs> and the worst thing is, is sometimes... I'll say the lie, like, oh, I'm going to be here in 10 minutes. And then I'll come and I'll be like, oh, just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just the bus broke down or, oh, like the bus was on a mad diversion. Or, 
Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest. You know what I used for the picnic? I was like, oh, the cute and co-op was mad, guy. There was no cue. <laughs> <laughs> it's never been so simple for me to buy my stuff. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> Do you know, someone's going to be listening to this, like... Apart from banner, beans, and being late, it's hair. We said hair to be we fair. Said we said hair. What else is good about being black? Also, we don't have to justify our experiences. If, if we think it's lit, then it is fucking lit, okay? <laughs> Believe that. Um, that was so cringe. What else do I like? I like, this is going to sound so like, oh my God, but I love the colour of my skin. I was just thinking that. Literally, I love it. And you're going to yeah. be able to relate to this as well because... Um, when you when you travel the world, when I was traveling and I had a tan, my skin has never been clearer. It is never actually like, yep. actively glowing, actively yep. glowing. Yeah, it was <laughs> amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I want to go back to the younger me and apologize for ever hating the color. I just want to be like, oh I just my god, and be like. You are so fucking beautiful. Your skin is so beautiful. You don't, you just, you don't, you're, you don't know it yet because you're listening to this motherfucking racist society that you live in that's telling you that you are shit. Literally. You're not. Because yeah. I look at my holiday pictures. Oh, it makes, and do you know what it's made me realize? I have started this whole narrative of, I, you know how people have been telling me to go back home for a while. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to listen to them because I think this England really is just making me dusty. I'm so dusty in it England. It is making me dry, ashy, and grey sometimes. Before That's I change, no, literally, before <laughs> I change my foundation, I would go step out and sometimes look like I'm actually grey. My skin colour was grey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, this can't just be my fault. Like, this, it's, surely it's, <laughs> surely there's other factors at play here. <laughs> It's, it's Britain. It's the pollution. It's the racism. It's the bullshit. It's the lack of sun. And it all just affects my skin. Because Literally. when I came back, oh, oh even though you had the audacity, you and Tori had the audacity to tell me that I looked like Judas, one of Jesus' disciples. Oh, no. Can I just say, she <laughs> was wearing the floatiest cloth <laughs> dresses and had Birkenstocks on all the time and then like this like cloth <laughs> like a cloth um satchel bag and which you don't like, say that like that because you have asked to borrow that I bag, love that bag. So i do times. love the bag but the whole ensemble i was like judas <laughs> peter <laughs> i was like what have you become <laughs> no honestly though that was I loved, thing it. Is, I loved it but then I came back to London and I was just like yeah this can't run in it I've got to take all this shit off I came in so happy so dark so light so airy fairy you know and then I just met all my mates and you guys I'll never forget in Dynorama getting up and then you being like you kind of look like one of Jesus's disciples and then you and Tori in unison going Judas and me being like <laughs> I was like, babes, I love this look, but you're not in Bali anymore. You're Honestly, really giving me Bali vibes. I wish I was because... Uh, just, I don't know, something about 
just getting darker for me it's just like i don't need to wear foundation it's just mascara literally yes it was just like it did so many good things and going back to what you said about saying to little you like this feeling you're not gonna feel this forever because i wanted to be white for so yeah so long like even till like it was till i was really old i'm not gonna lie like it was it was embarrassingly old (laughs) (laughs) i'm laughing about it now that it's actually so (laughs) tea and actually my mum always reminds me of this story yeah um when i was much 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 younger um and this i was doing up my shoelaces and i was quite young and it's quite I was really smart to be able to do that at a young age. Um, okay, and, well, thank <laughs> you. And this white woman um, came up to me and was like, oh my God, that's amazing that you um, t- tied your shoelaces, like, well done. And then, I, and then she then, and then I turned to my mum and was like, mum, I want to be white. Do you want to be white? <laughs> oh my and my mum said, no. <laughs> I was like, what I've never wanted to be white. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, I can't relate, babes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Honestly, that is. Do you know what's so funny then? Is was it you I was having this conversation with? No, I'm not gonna get into that conversation. But I feel like Africans have this real like pride in their blackness, and yeah, it was so messed up. But I really just like did not like the color of my skin when I was younger, and I think my mum would always be like she I would spend ages in the shower my mum would be like oh you're trying to wash the, like the blackness she's like you can stay in there long enough you're gonna come out white and Shit. I was just like I was like oh, no <laughs> of course not I was like of course oh. not oh shit but, it can um, do that <laughs> I can I he was like is that possible <laughs> I was like that sounds interesting tell me more <laughs> but I think ultimately for our parents that must have been so hard because they they had never they had not grown up in what we grew up in which was like predominantly a white society and I think as young kids even growing up in London you would have had people call your skin like the color of shit call you dirty like all of these kind of stuff and then just like from having fucking Barbie dolls being your idea of beauty and then what what was a we had Tiana being the first and I love Disney I love Disney and I only had Mulan Pocahontas and then that was it and they mm. kind they didn't look like me like let's be real they didn't look even no. a little bit like me no. yeah. Not even like, and um so I think for our parents they had they had like this real love of blackness <laughs> that it must have been so hard to watch their kids not have this like, like imagine being like if my daughter said to me mom do you want to be white I want to be white I think it would break my fuck but then, to be honest, sometimes I think about our parents. I don't know if it just pissed them off. <laughs> <laughs> my mum was like, probably like, what? I don't know what I would say. I hope that with this whole movement and, you know, black girl magic and increase of representation and all of this stuff, like, hopefully because they see themselves in more places. I don't know. And, like, that's why i feel like the whole thing of nella rose being dragged the most out of all the fucking dickheads who wanted to chat shit back in the day did not make sense to me because i really related when she was talking about self-hatred 
if you never went for it cool good for you but I know for a lot of us we really really did yeah and I was just thinking we know that we went to an inner city London school as well I know the kind of shit that we all said in the playground but I was just smart enough even back then to never tweet (laughs) it doesn't mean that I didn't say things that were fucked up Mm -hmm. it just means that like a what it means is that it was probably directed at someone which is more harmful than just a tweet Mm. And be, I don't know why I'm this. I just told people don't come on social media and self confess. Yeah, self-confessing. <laughs> yeah, I was bullying some bitches. Oh, god, no, but like, I wasn't just a little disclaimer. Yeah, she wasn't. Nice she kid wasn't. At, um, secondary Let's school. not take it too far, but she <laughs> wasn't bullying anyone. At the, yeah, <laughs> fucking nice kid, my ass. Nice kid. <laughs> No, I but like I just think like if when think about the kind of banner that we that we had in that school, and I'm just thinking people said fucked up shit, and I don't, I can't pretend that I wasn't necessarily part of it, but mm. I just didn't tweet it. But maybe also I sometimes think like, why the fuck would you get on the internet and say that in the first place? Because that would just never cross my mind to do. No, it wouldn't. Because I never, I never like backed any of that. I think I we realized we were quite smart from quite early on. We, we actually, like, yeah, and, yeah, we started being woke quite early on. Quote we unquote woke. woke. It was fashionable. Yes, I love that. My favorite thing. I, th- I don't know if she listens to the podcast, and I won't say anyone's name. <laughs> I think I'm... I know who it is. <laughs> no. Really? Oh, oh, oh! So, I know yeah. Story. yeah, go on. <laughs> so we were all waking up. We were all becoming quote unquote woke at this point. I think it, we started GCSEs. We were all maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us were learning about sociology, and I think that opened some doors. I, I know it did for me. But um, I turned to one of our friends at the time, um, and I was like to her, "She's she's a white girl," and I was like. Oh, what did I ask her? I was like, oh, oh, like, what do you think of the whole feminism mm-hmm. thing? Because we started with feminism. That's yeah, where we yeah. started um, waking up. So I was like, what do you, what do you think about the whole feminism thing? Like, um, asked her a bit more about it, and she she turned around to me, looked me square in my black eyes, <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "I just want to be happy." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yikes! <laughs> Even at that age, I was like, oh dear like shit and do you know what i wonder if she's still got that mindset at this time like i don't know what our relationship is like right now and i don't know if she does she post anything like about this whole thing oh shit she blocked your ass <laughs> yeah she did she really blocker, did blocker, blocker. um no wait I, think- I blocked her because she we can't get into the nitty-gritty of it because we're going to really bait ourselves out but like i blocked okay. i blocked her but go on not that yeah. matters, but <laughs> just so we're all aware <laughs> <laughs> um no she i think she posted a black sky and that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i that's all i am going to say next thing i know i'm gonna be blocked on all social <laughs> <So> let, me, <laughs> let me close my giant mouth <laughs> <laughs> one I'm day we will pour that. this tea everywhere and it will be a good day <laughs> One one day, one day we will. One day we need to come back on here and have a conversation about friendships, because that is that is in itself. 
in its whole self literally a whole other podcast but it's literally it's a it's a series there's so much to say there's um, so much to dis- dissect yeah but, but yeah. back to yeah and she was just like i just want to be happy and i was just thinking shit so do i but also i'm a woman <laughs> and i'm black and i'm very much working class so yeah i've got three systems be... working against me <laughs> literally I, mean. I need to wake the fuck up so at least i know what's going on and i need like oh dear it was it was terrible and i think that was her mentality throughout while we were all kind of getting like work. Like, like getting work yeah. but then the thing is that surprised me is the other one who was miss queen woke just it's really shocked because I was just like, you've just done a full one. Do you know, here's the thing. And Og really dissected it very well. I want to chat to Og about this because I feel like she really just saw into that person's soul. And yes, <laughs> she saw into it before I did. And, and so did my older sister. But um, no, she, she broke it down better than me. I'm just going to do a summary. But she, she was never woke. She was fitting in to what made sense in that friendship group at the time. And she could pick it up and drop it and pick what side she was on. And she really used that to her advantage. And now that she's not in our friendship group anymore and that she's friends with a guy who will happily call her a black bitch, she has forgotten... And and the the N-word. And literally the N-word. She doesn't care because he pays for her to have a good time in Mykonos and that's that on that (laughs) but see this is the thing and um this is like I think I I'm not being cringy but I recently wrote a piece on it I can't wait to read it the link to the article Melina is talking about will be in the description box um check it out it's very good George Floyd and the tale of two realities and it's just about because I just started noticing this is this really big difference on social media but all there was in the early days between how black people were reacting and white people were reacting and I was just like why is that and then I just think because you like this one killing suddenly open up your eyes to this world that we have been fucking living in for ages and you have the option to like put it down and put it away and walk away from it and come back when it suits you but like my like I talk a lot about race in this house I talk a lot about race with you guys it race comes up my mum like I used to always wonder why my mum would always bring up race and now I I understand that when you you grow up in this system and it starts affecting every aspect of your life how can I not talk about it all the time the way I would describe it to white people is think about how much you talked about coronavirus in the beginning of this whole pandemic really hitting us I remember living in this house and just like, it was every day we were looking at the numbers, we were looking at it, we were looking at it, we were looking at it. Now imagine that that, vi- like that, that pandemic is something that has existed 400 years before you were born and it's something that continues to like permeate in your society and affect you, the lives of your loved one, the way you're perceived, the way you're treated every single day. And then tell me that you're not going to talk about it all the time. I'm not playing the race card, it's just that race exists everywhere. Sorry, I gasped at I gasped at the beginning because I literally just had this conversation with Will, where I said about um, being able to pick it up and put it down, mm-hmm. and having that luxury. Like I've seen that that um, quote going round about um, it's a privilege to learn about racism rather yeah. than experiencing it, 
and it is that thing of being able to okay all these people that are um learning and being able to like um uh, like being able to start like dissecting and yeah being able to understand it exactly you can get the books and yeah. read natives by akala and then mm-hmm. when you're ready for your dinner you can put it away yeah about something like it's not it's not something that we can like cup um like just put I away i don't like, know why i can't speak <laughs> i can <Yeah>. never <laughs> no but we can never yeah it's it's literally everywhere and even if i'm sitting around not doing anything or out with my friends or out with my sisters not mm. remembering the fact that i'm black and just enjoying people's company someone will quickly take us back yeah. and be like yeah. shut your nigga mouth <laughs> yeah no literally no, but yeah, literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's just a thing of like, I understand how I'm perceived and I've seen it just time and time again as a black woman, as being loud, as like not being able to just exist. Yeah, you know what? I am fucking loud. I have a loud ass fucking life and loud life and laugh. (laughs) And like, so what? But it's like the looks that you get is like, and then you have this thing of you don't want to start living up to that stereotype. So you try to avoid being loud. You try to avoid being this. But I'm just at this point in my life where I'm like, if it's not that I'm loud, it's, you're going to think I'm illiterate, you're going to think I'm a thug, you're going to think, like, I'm ghetto, you're going to think whatever. Literally. I can't start trying to change myself and my life exactly. to avoid your stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, um, and I guess that's one of the things that comes with being black and older is, like, I think one of the best things about being a black adult is growing into your blackness proudly. Yes, and I've loved that journey because even in first year actually it was in first year sixth form was weird because i was in such a um, predominantly white space and it wasn't just white it wasn't like hackney white it yeah. was muzzle hill i've got money i live in um bishop's avenue like i've got money kind of white my so dad's that a lord was l- literally my dad no there was someone there. <laughs> yeah my dad's a lord and that sort of thing um and then going into first year where a lot of the people that I was around in first year were white, was white, was or were. Anyway, um, I was really going through an identity thing where I was like, I wouldn't react as like angrily or Mm -hmm. um, pissed off at things that I had every right to be angry at, pissed Mm -hmm. off at. And I was like, am I doing that? Because that's actually just my character. I'm not like that. I do laugh things Mm -hmm. off a lot. Or am I doing it because I don't want to be labelled as the loud, aggressive, mm-hmm. black girl that, um, you know... <clears throat> has a short that, fuse. That has a really short fuse and you can't even... Like, I, I didn't... And I was just constantly sh- doing that thing where I'm like, oh, should, should I react? Should I not? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, I didn't do anything. Did, would you, did you want to? Like, are you just... Like, it was just yeah. a constant thing in first year. And um she who shall not be named <laughs> was constantly just so yeah. over the top and so like just got to freely be herself and that's completely that's her right and that's her prerogative and that's not her fault that I didn't get to be myself but mm. she would she would go really far sometimes like the time she yeah. called that black man a coon and I was like this is a which st- can I just be honest I think this is a conversation to have, but I think as someone who's mixed race, you need to think about the implication of certain words and maybe think about not saying them to a fully a fully black man. I know. I, I was like, the first thing I thought was 
Jesus Christ, because this man, I'm not even joking, he was about seven foot and he was massive. Like, I was thinking, if he even just flicks you now, you're flying across yeah. the other side of the road. And what am I going to say to him? I'm going to be like, Fares. Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are squaring up to this massive guy, shouting at him, calling him a coon into his face? Like, that's not okay. And actually, my. I would never be protected enough to do that yeah. as a black woman. Like yeah. if I ever squared up to a man, regardless of his race, I, I could get boxed in the face easily because as um, my sister said in um, a post that I shared, um, she was like, our femininity isn't protected in that same way. It's not yeah. viewed yeah. in that same way. Yeah. And I say black specifically because it is black women particularly dark skinned women maybe bigger built women yeah. they don't have that luxury i just we just i just baited out exactly who it is with that didn't i <laughs> i just deeped it yeah but do you know what i think people are gonna put two and two together and get four do you know what i mean do you reckon i reckon so i reckon the people that know us are gonna know who we're talking about but do you know what at this point i don't care <laughs> yeah. i actually don't because you you've done these things you've done yeah. these things and also we're not friends like i'm blocked on everything you shouldn't really be listening to my podcast <laughs> well, um, there's something you said like when you were talking about being in Fort Smear and not wanting to react to things and having things happen and i just realized like calling us angry black women and basically blocking us because once once it's basically like i'm going to use a similar example of i met this guy who happened to be black and he looked at me and he was like oh yeah you seem like the type of person if someone pissed you off that you punch them right in the face and i i looked around because i was like it's It's not it's not me that he's talking to obviously me little melina who would probably giggle or, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I do big boy, big bolly chest, like, hold me back. I'm not fighting anybody. If you know me, I'm not fighting us. I have to be, like, ridiculously drunk to start talking about squaring up to people. In my day-to-day <laughs> life, sober, especially at that point, I'm not fighting anybody. So when he said that, I was like, wait, what? I was like, why do I look like the kind of person if you said something wrong or something that would annoy me would punch you in the face? And that kind of, like feeling I've had of, that comment so many times by the way as well what what it's just like when you once you become aware of the fact that there's this dynamic or this like idea or portrayal of you as angry and you're go, you're prone to lashing out and getting violent it makes you guarded and it makes you stop start like watch watching your actions and the way you react to it and what exactly. it is it's, it's a form of gaslighting because by labeling me the angry black woman and making me uber aware and hyper conscious of the way that i react to things you're preventing me from calling you out on your bullshit because of when exactly. i do i'm angry black exactly woman. you're just policing all of my feelings yeah. and i'm just there like oh shit what where to go from here now what yeah. how do i react I can, how, I, how am i allowed to react i can say something in the softest gentlest voice yeah and it will be intimidating mm. uh, and it's like actually no offense do you actually want to see what intimidation looks like <laughs> I have not even started. I just told you that I think you fucked. And I will watch like Megan McKenna on on X on the Beach, whatever, screaming at no, her. No, 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 no. Fuck her up, Melina. Wait, Melina. If even, if... You couldn't even try it. And actually, yeah. that is so good that you brought that up because 
the Big Brother. Epi- I've talked about this episode, this series, so many times on the podcast, but I love it so much. It's the big, the Celebrity Big Brother. Um, I think it's series seventeen, mm. and Gemma Collins is on there. The Queen. Yeah. I love the love of my life. Um, Tiffany Pollard yeah. and Megan McKenna. And yeah. there was an altercation where Megan McKenna is literally over Tiffany Pollard's bed, screaming in her yeah. face, pointing, going in. No one pulls her back. No one says anything. The second Tiffany gets up, up of her of bed her, yeah. to tell her about herself, everyone's dragging her back. Je- Gemma Collins is holding on to Tiffany. They're doing it. The- I was like, shit, are we doing that? Are we really doing that? Yeah. Are we really trying to pull this black woman back after you've just watched and let it happen while Megan McKenna's pointing her fingers yeah. in her face and being Screaming. so fucking horrible to her? To her? To <laughs> her. But yeah, no, it re- yeah, I can't, I can't stand that. And this is like, this is kind of what I talk about a little bit in the thing that I've ended up writing, which is like, if you're going to be a real ally, like these posts are cute. These black squares are cute. Like all of this is cute, but you're going to have to understand what I'm talking about when we look at an issue like that. And we're like, that is fucked up. Mm. And that is, that is due to like, I, I don't have the words right now. It's due, yes, white supremacy and racism, but, but like on, how these things have portrayed us as black women and how that implicates the way that we are allowed to interact with other people and react in situations like even um what's it called bad girls club you know those fraudulent twins the claremont twins i've never watched bad girls club well for anyone who does (laughs) i think that's their name and they go out and there's these like group of all white girls they get all of their shit like (gasps) i've watched this clip though i have watched this clip yeah i'm talking like probably stuff that's that she picks something up and she's like this is two she's like, this is two thousand dollars she's like whoever destroyed you owe me money and i'm just like i don't know why you have a top worth two thousand dollars but we move <laughs> on because that's not the point but like they're all their shit is these girls I, I like i don't know why it really bothered me so I, I went down to read the whole comments these girls put all their shit in the bathtub all their makeup emptied it pissed took turns pissing on their beds pissing on their stuff putting ketchup in it apparently maybe feces so when you see these girls losing it yeah that's all of their items they fed their dogs laxatives yeah so their dogs are shitting everywhere yes like these girls went crazy these producers did fuck all they sat back and they watched these white women that's you're terrorizing someone when you do that to someone you are terrorizing them these girls then react now they get mad now they're angry now they're getting the producer saying you owe us money they're fucking shit up. They get kicked off the show. The police get called on them. Why did you let those white girls do that to all of their fucking stuff? And then this is what I don't like, yeah? Stop telling us, oh, we can't react violently. You've invented the violence that we're reacting to. Do you know how much fucked up shit has happened? And you expect us to always be calm and like, cool. It's like that Angela, Angela Davis thing where she was like, where they were like, do you think violence is the answer? And she was like, I grew up in a neighborhood where white people would break into our house with guns. I grew up in a neighborhood where our churches yeah. would get bombed and we'd yeah, have to drive sure. down and see. And I'm like, I, I was like, I've never thought about it like that, but there's such a history of violence that you don't actually have the right to tell us whether we should react peacefully or violently. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think people always forget that the history of violence is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot worse than what we are taught in the history books. A mm-hmm. lot worse. Mm-hmm. I'm talking 
was swinging on trees and you're having barbecues with your kids like it's I a fucking like i can't even believe it's things you can't even comprehend but it's like that, that is actually an entertainment for a family event yeah. yeah but now you're crying because your kid has to watch nickelodeon go dark for eight months <laughs> but like rewind 50 years and you and your that same kid would have probably been on that lawn watching that poor black person being and it's not like you just you will then burn the you do all this crazy shit afterwards and it's just like it's mad because people who watch that still exist today and you want to tell me that racism this is is the thing let's let's really be logical you think that after 400 years of slavery all of these years of, I don't know the rest of the years, but Jim Crow law, segregation, and then a click of the finger, you're all equal. One day no. we got up and we were like, we're equal now. Everything is done and it's better. No. It's done. We're, we're all good. Like, we're Gucci. Look at the laws. We're all equal. It's fine. I don't know. Are you I'm going... like, do you... are you okay? In the history of the world, that was literally two seconds ago. Yeah. yeah. That was like, it was yesterday. Are you kidding? And that's how I know, yeah, all of your Civil Rights Act and all of this were meant fuck all because there was an underlying like history and a systemic racism that had been built meticulously, mm-hmm. as in meticulously built that needs to be undone. Mm-hmm. That you just wanted to slap a couple laws on top and then call it a good day. Literally. Like, so much more needs to be done. And I just think that is just... <laughs> and I think going back to the main topic of this podcast, which is like, why we're happy to be black. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was the longest time. <laughs> so great. Rewind. Um, I love but, being black. <laughs> I love I love being black when I learn about black history and I learn about like the Black Panthers and people like Akala and even this boy on like Instagram who was talking about something that we were talking about the park which is like everything is performative so even if people are perform being performative in regards to this movement and it's getting us close to our goal I'm so proud to be part of like a race that despite everything that was thrown at us and despite how hard people have tried to prevent us from growing and being educated that we still have such amazing smart talented and renowned voices and authors and people we have all these we have martin luther king malcolm x angela davis cute like you know i don't ask me to start stokely carmichael like whatever you lot i'm not saying you don't have smart people but the majority of you especially in that country are fucking stupid and you literally have a system that's set up to help you succeed and that is embarrassing (laughs) and that's all i have to say on that (laughs) question one and two question so wait what's one what's one what's your stuff? very top um it could be reiterating what we've one of the things we've just said but your very favorite thing about being black and two um the thing that makes you the happiest they could both be linked actually um about growing into your blackness and loving yourself 
I'll start with two because that's what came to my mind first. I think it's just like, I know this sounds so simple, but it's just like loving yourself. Like not like loving ever from like things that were always such an obstacle to loving yourself, whether it's the darkness of your skin, the coarseness of your hair. The like, I remember one, like, you remember when drop lips were a thing? And it's mm. like, oh, you have a drop lip. And me looking at my lips and being like, oh God, I'm like pushing it borderline. Mm. My lips getting bigger. And now people are always telling me how much they love my lips. And I like didn't know that people would start blackfishing, you know, to get yeah, as dark. Yeah. And not even just like what other people think, but just me accepting myself. I think that's been the, like to answer the second bit, which I think was what have I enjoyed? What am I most proudest of? Of yeah. being. Um, <laughs> of growing into that blackness. Loving myself element of it and the kind of peace and joy and I can't really explain the feeling that you have once you just don't it's not just accepting yourself like fully deep in it that you are a beautiful child of Africa (laughs) 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 that that is what um I love and then with the first part I really think it has to be black people man like I think it's not that I never disliked black people I never my like any kind of like self-hatred I had was right inwards it was never like uh, I mean sometimes yeah sure you have the loud auntie or uncle who steps into your house and you're just thinking like fuck it yeah. I hate y'all man literally and, then, <laughs> you know I mean? and they'd be trying to tell you that you've put on weight and shit and oh just, my god you're like actually get out of my house you've eaten about seven meats and you're telling you know me I'm mean? big literally <laughs> but like for the most part I've never I've always I think I've always enjoyed I think it was the secondary school we went to like it was always the black people making the most noise making the most jokes making the most like you know random beats and songs and all of this kind of stuff yeah I've always loved that from young but I feel like on your like growing to blackness you start to appreciate it more especially once you start to understand like I don't know, not like not that it's rare, not that it's precious. Just like how, I I think you start to understand how beautiful that community that grows and all of these different facets of like us as Black people. To quote to quote Dave, and this is my favorite Dave bar, which is like um, loud in our laughter, silent in our suffering. And even though we're not being silent in our suffering anymore, I love the fact that we're loud in our laughter. That yeah. just brings me so much joy. Yes, that was beautiful. Now. <laughs> I completely agree. I think for me, what I've liked the most about growing in my blackness is giving myself space to be multifaceted, knowing that I'm like telling myself and unlearning, actually not learning, unlearning all those things and letting myself say, yeah, you can, if someone pisses you off, be Mm. pissed off, be, be Mm -hmm. authentic in who you are. Like, a lot of there are some or not a lot of people but there are some people that kind of made the comment of oh you're an oreo or you're a coconut yeah. or this stuff I and i'm like one, yeah exactly and it's like no i'm just i'm just i'm just chids <laughs> <laughs> i'm just loads of different things and i am loud when i laugh and i'm loud when i'm in a big group of my friends or with my family like but mm. i'm also quite shy and i'm also quite quiet and I'm also like I'm so many different things and everybody is so many different things everyone is complicated and complex yeah. and multifaceted and we've not always been given that yeah 
allow allowance to be that so being able to say and re reiterate to myself that you're complex and you're so many different things and if you're angry in one moment you're also really really kind and soft in another Mm -hmm. so give yourself that space um I really really want to make sure that my my younger siblings know the same thing because you don't have to go through so that you don't have to go through uni or first year being like oh am I allowed to react to this should I maybe simmer that down um and just constantly policing yourself and constantly giving like thinking yeah again I'll just shut up now (laughs) I think that was like so well said and obviously because we've talked about similar things like this as someone who would I wouldn't say I'm an alternative like I would just say like I don't fit what white people think of when they think of a black girl yes black community thinks of especially a black girl who grew up again in in a city London yes any of those those categories and just accepting the fact that like I can like occasionally a slang word will leave my my mouth and then I'll be like why did I say that and I'll be like well I grew up in like (laughs) do you know what I mean like look at where you grew up look at the people that you hung around and look at the school you went to of course you're going to occasionally chat like that that's fine but then you cannot chat like that and I like to read but I also can listen to like rap and occasionally I don't mind drill and I can listen and I can like be doing amazingly well at uni but going to the club and talking working my ass off and being the a girl at the club because i'm yes. the girl at the club i like, can't wait I for think, you to a again like i honestly i need that for you i really I think do that i think the first a that leap because i've aid here and there but a in your house is not the same it's as not outside. the same and i just honestly i hope i'm there i i hope, I hope you're there as well because it's just it's always a lit time when we get together and i can't wait I can't, when I, the first, I'm excited to do two things. Do this, where I taste a cocktail. And I'm like, this tastes like juice. And then I pass it. <laughs> yes! yes! <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh, I, I'm actually even excited for the sweat and the heat of a club. Oh my God, I'm excited to pay £9.50 for a single vodka lemonade. Do what? it! What? Take my what? money! Do oh. it! I'm so I'm excited for every little bit that comes with going out I'm excited for it yeah and when I do that first a and my bum cheeks first flap (laughs) outside of this outside of this house this yard that I'm in I will fucking lose it I'm gonna lose it I'm gonna gonna lose it it. Shit, if I A in between these four walls, one more time, I'm going to fucking lose it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's not fair. It's not fair, Chids. It's not fair. I'm not meant to be trapped trapped inside. I'm a free bird. Yeah. No, seriously, same. Same. It's actually so, so, so sad. So, and like, carnival's cancelled. Yeah. Like everything is can't like <sighs> Yeah, I know. I know. I just I just We're gonna have to I'm, find joy somehow. Well in a park. I I'm I'm not thirteen, fifteen, sixteen anymore. <laughs> oh my God. I, I 
don't want to keep linking my friends in the park to be having bevs in the park. Literally. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to a bar. <laughs> Gosh, I'm gonna wake up and look at my account the next morning and feel sick. Literally, people pounds I couldn't afford. I want to do it, Jids. Do you know what I hate as well? You know, <laughs> I don't know why I love it. Dinorama might not reopen. Why would you come say that to me? <laughs> why would you I'm come so say that? sorry. Because and then it made me think. Oh my god! Think about all these like cute little outdoory bar vibes that we have. So many of these in London. You know the rooftop bar, food stall places. I'm like, are they? Wait, they're, they're wait. probably suffering right now. So wait, are they going to come wait. back? No, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 cut the cameras, they're us. <laughs> no, 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 no. What do you mean? Let's just get some... I have had some of my best nights in this city at Dynorama because we had a mate, yeah? He used to work in Dynorama and we'd shimmy up to the front door. Oh, my God. Everyone else giving there. It wasn't even a lot of money people had to pay, maybe four. So three, it was actually five. three quid after seven. <laughs> There we go. But me and my stingy black broke ass, I was like, nah. I go in and I just say, can I say her name? Yeah. I'll be like, I go in and I'll be like, oh, we know Tori. <laughs> and then we'd go in and I'd go to her and another guy at, at that place, be getting free gin, be getting free no, drink. Getting that was lit. honestly so, so good. So wait, so they're going to close, what, is it just like they don't have the money anymore? Yeah, Tori was telling me that they might not open. I don't know if, if it's, if they're, I don't you know. Lot you <laughs> lot, there's this English spirit that, that Boris has been telling us about. We fought wars and that. <laughs> I yeah. know. I'm, I'm like, please. Pull your bootstraps up. <laughs> bootstraps up and get a moving. Literally. I want a summer and there's no summer if I can't, if, no, I love, don't get me wrong. I love you guys. I love parks. I love mother nature and all that. I did my year abroad. I did all that Mother Nature crap. I'm back in my city. Literally. I summer. I want it so badly. I want to be in a smoker's area chatting shit to random people. Oh. And just, honestly, I want to be standing I around. To, I want to go to the bathroom and meet random girls and have them become my best friend. I want, to, I want to be, you know what I love to do as well? I love to have some girl tell me about her boyfriend and I'm like, you're too good for him, babe. He doesn't deserve you. I want to be doing that with some I can't do that in the park toilets. <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> I'm talking to the pigeon like, no, nah, he's not good enough for you. Oh, you know, no, at least maybe yards will open up again because if someone throws a house party, I don't care. Wait, <coughs> let me just let me just address Northwest London. I'm so disappointed in all of all of you lot in Harlesden, that area. Yeah, that, that just cut party. cut that little bit of Northwest London. Don't don't block us all into one group. Yeah, Northwest London, Harlesden. That's a very specific part of Northwest London. <laughs> All right, Camden girl, we get it. You're from Camden. I love Camden. Yep, that's right, babes. Know my name. Camden Town is where I'm from. It's where I'll always be from, no matter how long I'm out in East. I've just adopted East for now, East London! East London! Although I'm in the dirty parts of East, if we're all keeping it <laughs> <about> 15. <laughs> um. <laughs> Peak. <laughs> 
It's true though. I mean, if not that I'm going to start giving out my address. But no, no. If you know London, you know what part of East London is a dirty part yeah, of East London. Yeah. That's unfortunately where I live. But one day when my pockets are thicker, <laughs> I'll return to Northwest, buy out a cute little property there because you've all decided to go and gentrify up my end. So I, yeah. I actually can't afford to live there. So that's, that's cute. Thanks for that. All of you people who live in Kent and God knows where else. And Oh my God, literally stay there. <laughs> But also, it's just, it's not fair on the rest of England. Like, there are parts of England that just, they're, go, go up to Manchester, go, go up to Liverpool, go up to other big cities. Like, it literally, London cannot sustain all of these people long term. Mm. I, I like, was here first, so I'm staying. staying. That's not what we want to come down to. I'm trying to do all this political <laughs> I was born here and I want to stay here, okay? Thank you very much. I'm not going to Surrey. I'm not going to outskirts. I'm not doing it. I'm staying. I the big I'm, cities like Manchester. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was zone two. I'll stay zone. Oh, God, thinking about having to move out of zone two, Chidamart is actually stressing me out. Yeah, no. I don't ever want to not be in zone one or zone two. I don't ever. I'm in zone two at the moment, but I think my next place might not be zone two. And that's <sighs> stressful. Talking about lateness, how am I ever going to be on time for some <laughs> Just another excuse. <laughs> These bloody tubes. But oi, the lies that I can pull out with that one. Oh, my train. If I imagine if I have to get the DLR, you look, just know I'm coming two hours later. Like, oh, my train got cancelled, girls. Oh my God, it's going to take me like, what, half an hour for the next train? These times I'm doing my eyeliner. <laughs> it's my arms. Oh my God. No, literally. The thought of moving out and not living. I just like being in the hustle and bustle. Yeah, same. Honestly, if I just... to live in the countryside, I'd move to the countryside. Yeah. If I wanted to live in a suburb, I'd move to the suburb. I'm in London, so let me just stay in. Sorry to all of you lot who are like down, way down south and like way up north or whatever. But for me personally, never been me. Can never let me humble myself. Because... Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Like next next time I'm on the podcast and you're like, so where are you living? And I'm like, um, zone six. <laughs> no, the ones that aren't even S S W E or N, and it's like, oh my god, R S sign B V sign like that. That's where I'm living. Oh my god, where the buses have like letters and <laughs> decimal <laughs> points and shit. Like it's fucked. <laughs> if I have to wait more than three minutes for a bus. Then I'm not in London. Then I'm not. Do you, do you, let me tell you, this will be maybe the final story of this podcast. Yeah. When I went to New Zealand, because I feel like I never actually said where I went on my year abroad, so it was New Zealand that I went to. <laughs> um, which, if you don't know where that is, I'm not surprised because it's like a little. I love New Zealand, don't get me wrong, but it's like Australia, then it's like a little offshoot. Who would actually, not know where New Zealand is? I was so bad at geography, so. I know I knew where it was, obviously, before I did my, obviously, but I'm just giving people some context, doing some David Attenborough up in here. And it was just like, everyone warned me, you've lived in London your whole life. Mm. I completely I have to wait five minutes for the central line. <laughs> and I had done a full shift at Lush. And bear in mind, Lush is one of those stores where you have to do your, like, ultimate, ultimate customer service level. Oh, my Super God. Yeah, but I wish they would stop. Like, no one wants that. 
But the bosses just don't seem to realise that nobody wants that. So I've done yeah. a whole shift there. I'm knackered. I see my train coming. I run. I'm, I literally run for my train. I miss my train. I look up on the board and I see like 49 minutes or something for the next train. I sat down. I, that was the first time I wanted to come back home. I was like, please. <laughs> I was like, God, I don't know what I've done. I don't know why I thought I could come out here, but take me back to London. <laughs> 49 minutes to get home. My journey home was like an hour itself so it took me two hours to get back home i was just like it was the problem here is like all right if i want to get to south london yeah like there's usually like i'll go probably through central or down into south like there'll be a very smart way to do it with new zealand it's like if i wanted to go to south i'd have to go further up east then get a train from there to go all the way down to south like it wasn't as connected. Uh, I see. It's from me to you, it's not that far, but I'd probably have to go to fucking like Canary Wharf a bit further up and then come, then get a train that comes down to yours. Yeah. That was always the problem with um That's so so fucked. Yeah, so I'm not moving. I'm I'm not what well, who's that? Is that Leonardo DiCaprio? I'm not fucking leaving. Leaving <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's finish it off with a song, Mel. You know this one. <clears throat> Maybe it's because yes, I'm a Londoner. London. I get a funny feeling when I think of her. Forever. <laughs> I go from the top. Maybe it's it because I'm a Londoner. Oh, Woo! That I, I love London. London so. oh. Anyway, um, it was actually supposed to be about how much we love being black as well. So, black Londoners. Yeah, but being black and being a Londoner, this, we created the culture here. So let's all keep it a buck fifty. <laughs> come full circle, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mel. I've loved having you on here. And one day you will come back and we will spill some hot piping tea and we will not hold back. Yeah, and I'm, um, I'm ready for it. Hopefully I'll still be in zone two or zone one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you come back with your tail between your legs, like, <laughs> so I've moved. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a better quality of life out there, kids. <laughs> I can breathe so much better. Like, <laughs> I can see the stars. <laughs> Fuck the stars, man. I don't want to see you. That's me shit. I want to see my friends whenever I want. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'll keep that. I'm going to stop recording now. Oh